0: Hi, and welcome to the Kaplan Connect. I'm your host, Fire Chief Scott Freitag, and with me this week, Fire Chief Holger Dureth. Hello again. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, this week, the day that this podcast will be released is the tenth commemoration of uh the loss of the Grand Mountain Hotshots. Mm-hmm. And so we thought we'd get together this week and you're gonna do this podcast, and then I'm meeting with you tomorrow to record yours um to talk about. Uh, the the tenth you, you can't say anniversary. I mean, anniversary right. is normally a celebratory thing. And I think you said the families call it the tenth remembrance. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, and for the IMT that we formed last fall, we settled on commemoration. I think one of the things that's really important to understand here is that yes, this is definitely a somber event on some notes, but also, you know, it's a remembrance and 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 celebration of the legacy, right? That the hotshots left. You know, there's a lot of things in our DNA at Prescott Fire that is the. Grandma on Hotshot DNA. Um, and so for us to be too somber about that also precludes us from being proud right. of some of that history.
0: Well, and I think it's important. And I, and I like the families using the term remembrance because mm-hmm. it's always good to celebrate the lives. And those men, a lot of them had relatively short lives, but they mm-hmm. did a lot in the, the time that they did have mm-hmm. um, and protected a lot of communities and properties and people Um, and they gave their lives doing that. Mm -hmm. And so it's good to remember them and remember the good things that they did, Mm -hmm. uh, while they were here. And it's a challenge. Uh, and I know Friday is going to be a very heavy day, uh, for a lot of people and, and the Prescott community, because it really, I think it drove the Prescott community or brought them together for a time, Mm -hmm. uh, very, very closely connected.
1: Yeah. And I I think some of that still happens. So, one of the remarkable things that has come out of this is that there are now nonprofit entities that exist because of this event that have done innumerable good in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Learning and Tribute Center is just one of them. We had a visit from the Angeles National Forest and the Los Angeles County command staff that did their spring leadership retreat here. They did a staff ride at Yarnell, and then they came here and, you know, did their meetings. And at the conclusion, we were able to get them into Learning and Tribute mm-hmm. Center and they were all extraordinarily impacted by that. And. Uh, one of the volunteers and I sort of reflected and said, you know, we sometimes forget just how good some of these things are that came out of it. And the way that we tell their story and the way that the Learning Tribute Center, the Eric Marsh Foundation, even the Prescott Firefighter Charities that already existed at that time have started to integrate some of that. It's, it's a very, very impactful thing. So those 19 are still having a significant impact, not just on this community, but on the American Fire Service in general. And that's a really, really big deal.
0: Well, and I I think there's a lot to be learned from that from that time. And, and like you said, the tribute center is just an amazing, and, and now there's the Granite mountain Memorial trail. Have mm-hmm. you hiked that trail? So yeah, I've hiked the trail and then I've also
1: done the staff ride, which follows their footsteps. Um, because I think it was important mm-hmm. for me when I came in, uh, at the beginning of this podcast, you know, I both remarked that neither of us were here at the time of the right. tragedy. Um, and I think that speaks to the fire chief as a steward of a position. And so for right. us, uh, you know, it was very important that I understood, um, where they walked and understood some of the details uh, that helped me better serve in my capacity to guide the department forward. But yes, I've been there. The state park is incredible. Absolutely, um, is. When you look at the amount of thought and the amount of planning that went into that, uh, it is phenomenal, yeah. you know, and so uh, something so awful to have happened, but something like that to come out of it, I think is just tremendous.
0: Well, and I I came here to interview two weeks after the event. Mm-hmm. And so I met some of the folks with Chino Valley Fire when I first came in at the incident command post at the school. Um, and then I started here almost two months to the day uh, after the event. And one of the first people that I met really connected to it was uh, Captain Danny Parker whose son, Wade, mm-hmm. was one of the 19, and Danny was a captain at Chino at the time. He was on duty the day of the event um, and then responded to the scene from there. I, I also got a chance to do the staff ride uh, when they set him up and walk those steps. And I have to say, coming from Missouri and not having a wildland background, uh, walking in their steps, one, was surreal, but two, was also kind of an introduction or lesson for me to learn more about wildland fires mm-hmm. and how they're managed and how they operate within that sphere so um it was somber but helpful uh to do that and then i've i've hiked the trail mm-hmm. uh, which is just a beautiful area but make sure if you're going to do it that you are well hydrated you're taking yeah. water because it's a it's a heck of a hike mm-hmm. um Trying to get the Western Fire Chiefs Association Force Conference uh, to come to Prescott because um, I'd like them to come in a day early mm-hmm. if they decide to come here so that we can take them on that trail. Mm-hmm. And and folks who were here at the time can have that conversation with chiefs from the Western United States about the what happened that day and then the impact long-term with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's it speaks to the fact that we have a responsibility to tell the story, right? right. I mean, it, 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 there's so many stakeholders that are involved with this. Of course, the families of the mm-hmm. 19 are the most important ones. However, when you look at what you just covered, right, that we have a story that can help prevent similar events from happening, that right. also honors the legacy from telling the story, um, that helps us meet the responsibility that we have to the American Fire Service and the general public to make sure that we give access to that. Because when you have a tragedy of this magnitude, it is not just you who owns it, right? There is a, a collective ownership that is nationwide on some level. right? You know, Sure, for us that sit in it every day, it's sometimes difficult to have another phone call from another media outlet or um, somebody asking a question when you really don't want to answer that question. Right. However, it also is a reminder that there is that responsibility that comes along with that. None of us ever asked to be in um, a very select few fire departments in the country that have had to face this kind of a tragedy. But when you're in it, that also is a piece of this where things like that, Mm -hmm. of hosting folks from the outside to keep that story alive and keep that memory alive and to have it integrate into somebody else's, um, you know, fire service career is very, very important to do.
0: Well, and, and although it's a, v- a very tragic day, it is important to remember that and keep the memory of the 19 alive and, mm-hmm. and keep the story mm-hmm. going so that, that people do remember every year on June 30th, um, we need to take a moment to pause, mm-hmm. uh, just be silent and think and uh, celebrate. Again, celebrate their, their lives and mm-hmm. what they brought to the fire service and to this community. And... You know, it's, it's interesting. I was at the force conference. I went through the two day struggle well seminar. I talked to you a little bit about that and they talked about thriving after tragedy. And one of the things that led to struggle well was the professors that were researching that were talking to families who had lost children and they were amazed at how those families continued to thrive. And what they said was, I can't go back and change. What happened i can't change that day or that incident but what i can do is make sure that i keep moving forward and maybe my story will help someone else mm-hmm. and then i'll continue to get stronger the more that that i remember and work on things to prevent and i know a lot of the families have done some work with some folks to try to prevent future tragedies from happening whether it's better safety gear different procedures uh, whatever that is. And so you you see growth in the aftermath of tragedy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because one of the things for the Prescott Fire Department that's really important for people to understand is as impactful and as tremendously mm-hmm. challenging as this was for the families and for the department, it doesn't define us. Right. It is part of what makes us the department that we are. It is definitely a proud component of our history. Um, but it also is something, to your point, in part as integrating and moving forward, mm-hmm. it gives us purpose, right? Um, and it is, again, something that can help somebody else. And right. part of that giving s- purpose to this tragedy is to help others and to pay it forward. The amazing amount of help that we received Mm -hmm. in the days after and since then um, is innumerable. I mean, even just this morning, a good acquaintance of your and mine kind of said, hey, just thinking of you. And I said, I know you were here at the time when this happened and I can't tell you thank you enough, right? And I mean, those are conversations I have almost daily because so many people came in. Well, like you said, us moving forward in a very positive, optimistic way that pays that forward make sure that we're there for somebody when they need it. And that story continues to have a positive impact. Yeah.
0: Well, and the, the commemoration on Friday. So there's a lot mm-hmm. happening and we do have some of our friends from the Valley mm-hmm. bringing engines up and they're bringing engines up to help cover our community because mm-hmm. uh, we have the commemoration on Friday. We have the rodeo that starts this weekend as well. And there's, we're talking thousands of people being moved into our community. Um, so Talk a little bit about what does this Friday look like for the commemoration?
1: Yeah, so this Friday we always have every year in the morning a private service for the families and, um, you know, the, the department and alumni. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will happen as it has you know, in, the, in years past. But then in the afternoon at 3 o'clock on Courthouse Square, we'll have the public commemoration. It'll be about an hour and a half. Uh, and it is modeled similarly to the event in Colorado Springs mm-hmm. in terms of the flow. Um, we'll have a couple of speakers. The governor will be there. Um, it sounds like uh, the IF president will be there. Uh, we'll have our mayor speak. Um, and I think the one I'm most excited about is Ryder Ashcraft, the son of one of the hotshots, is also speaking. Oh, wow. Which is tremendous. Right, because this year we wanted to make sure that anything that we did mm-hmm. was primarily about the children, and right. you know, these kids now 10 years on are starting to understand, you know, some of them are young adults, and yeah. uh, it's mm-hmm. important for us to make sure that we evolve with their needs. And one of the ways I think we can do that is to make sure that this 10th commemoration focuses on the kids now. On the 29th, the Learning and Tribute Center also has their fifth birthday celebration. Uh, That's going to be at 1130 at the Gateway Mm -hmm. Mall. And then kind of working backwards on the 28th at 1130 at the Chamber of Commerce, we have a mural reveal that's going to be on the side of the Chamber of Commerce. An artist came in from a show called The Reveal, and she does painting specifically for service and sacrifice-oriented events in our country's history. And she has done a mural that she'll be revealing at that time. And oh, wow. those are kind of the public-facing events. Now, there's also some great activities at Founding Fathers, mm-hmm. uh, both on the 29th and the 30th, uh, that Local 3066 is sponsoring. Um, and uh, definitely would love to see a lot of people there, their fundraisers to help with some of the charitable activities that right. I was already talking about. Um, and so, yeah, there's there's a lot of things. The, the analogy that I used when we first started this planning team was I wanted to have a table That everybody could sit at that was large enough for everyone to have a seat. And one of the things that's really important to understand there is that because there are so many different stakeholders, families, the department members, the community at large, the Arizona Fire Service. I mean, I could keep going. Right. We need to make sure that we have something that encompasses. Now, that means that not everybody's going to be sitting at that table at every meal. Sure. You know, some of the family members, for instance, rightfully so and understandably so, don't want the public pomp and circumstance. Right. Uh, as a matter of fact, yep. one of the things, as I was thinking about my comments for that public event is you're not going to see a lot of fire department members there. And the reason for that is number one, uh, the way that Prescott fire pays tribute is we work. Um, right. We don't yeah. want to be coddled. We don't want to be given special treatment. Mm. And a lot of them don't want to be at that public event. And if you think about it, um, if we ever said, Hey, we're going to throw a public party for a hotshot that it, it, that doesn't, it doesn't equate because the right. hot shot ethos yeah. is you show it quietly in the middle of the night and hope nobody ever notices that you were there other than seeing your positive impact. Right. So the reason why I bring that up is because that public commemoration is definitely community focused. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want to make sure that, you know, as many people as possible can pay their tribute in a way that it makes sense for them.
0: Well, and I think, um, you know, for us, um, your stations will be staffed with Prescott crews. Mm-hmm. Correct. Kafma stations will be staffed with Kafma crews. And I know, A lot of folks in the valley were thinking hey we're going to put teams together Mm -hmm. and come up and cover your stations for you but i think the way that most of our crews commemorate is they they work and continue to serve the community um But a lot of those Valley crews were up here in the immediate aftermath and really showed so much support for the community. And so you and I talked about it and we both agreed, you know, it's important for those Valley crews that, that want to come up and help to have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Not to mention the fact that between the rodeo and the commemoration, we have thousands of people descending on our area, uh, and close quarters. So having some additional resources up here, um, because we are like an Island, um, is, is very helpful and we do s- just a shout out to the Valley Area Departments that are so willing to come up and help. Um, and, and provide coverage for our community. We just appreciate that.
1: Yeah, and, and that prepositioning, to your point, mm-hmm. in case something larger happens outside of that event, it does help us be able to focus during that time period for the command staff to make sure we put on the event. Mm-hmm. And then also for our crews, absolutely. We do appreciate it. While they're not going to be backfilling those stations, that doesn't mean that we are not appreciative of it. Right. You know, And I think that context to understand that when you think about a department our size that had 90 Nineteen funerals. Um, mm. You know, there's definitely uh, some level of you know. I don't need another commemoration. Not not in a disrespectful way. Right. Quite the opposite. It's back to that struggle. Well, right. Right. Uh, one of the things that I say to our department all the time is there are as many as. Uh, as many correct ways to grieve this as there are members on this department as long as you're using healthy coping mechanisms. Right. And that means that a lot of them might not even be in the area. You know, right. I know a lot of families and I know a lot of our department members that just take vacation and they're not even in the region and that's how they cope. Right. And that's completely okay. But our, our newer members, for instance, that have gone cutting on since the uh, tragedy, they do want to be a little bit closer to this because it is an important part of our story, our identity as a fire department, and right. that's okay too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for for the public coming in mm-hmm. Friday afternoon, uh, logistics. Yes. Uh, what are you looking at as far as parking, road closures, things like that?
1: So for the public in general, get there early. Mm-hmm. Um, just like any other event in Courthouse Square, especially with the fact that it's Rodeo weekend, the parade is the next day. There are so many activities. Please follow the road signs. Get there early. There will not be public seating. So if you want a lawn chair, bring that with you. If you want a blanket, bring that with you. It will be on the grass mm-hmm. facing Goodwin Street. Um, for the VIPs, the families, and the other staff, they've already been notified where to get a park. Parking pass and where they would park, you know, for the local fire service agencies and the state fire service agencies, with their larger apparatus, they can park on the Mile High Middle School football Mm -hmm. field, Uh, and then for you know, uh, you know, uh, overflow like you and I uh, with our smaller cars, uh, we'll we'll figure that out as long as you're in your official vehicle, we can we can make that work. Um, But yes, for folks, especially for the general public, and just want to reiterate, get there early. It is going to be a pretty exciting ceremony. Um, It'll conclude with a moment of silence, the bell ringing, and a flyover from Luke Air Force Base. Uh, And so it'll be definitely a moving event. And my my guess is it's going to attract quite a few people. So get there early.
0: Well, and it's a, it's a busy weekend down in the city of Prescott just in general terms with the commemoration Friday, the rodeo parade Saturday, and then the hose cart races for the firefighters on Sunday Mm -hmm. that shuts down Cortez. So a lot happening in the city this weekend, going to be very busy. So we ask for your patience, uh, because there's going to be traffic, lots of traffic (laughs) traffic (laughs) and road closures. But with that chief, thank you so much for coming on today and, and talking about this, um, Kathy, I don't know if there's a way for us to add something in some visual effect and in, in mm-hmm. memory of, uh, but it'd be be great for the YouTube side if we could do that.
1: Yes, I can see what I can do about that. You know, and actually, just to close that off, there is a tribute that has been started by one of the dads of the fallen called 19 Seconds of Silence, mm-hmm. um, and we're, asking everybody around the country if they want to uh, at that particular time in the afternoon to join us in 19 seconds of silence and maybe that's something we can include with
0: the material that accompany this podcast. Absolutely. No, that would be great. Awesome. I appreciate it, Chief. Yep. Thank you. Always good to see you. Uh, we will visit again on your Absolutely. Show, uh, yes tomorrow. It'll be good. But Fantastic. with that, thank you all for uh, watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe.